Welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz podcast right here on the built-in Buffalo Network. And guys, today is our very first live show. I know you guys have listened to us on the built-in Buffalo podcast network every Friday morning, but starting today and starting every Wednesday from eight to nine on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter and the built-in Buffalo, we'll be doing a live show from eight to nine called the Buffalo Blitz. It's like the same thing as we always have done, but we're going to a live show. So I appreciate everyone that is watching, everyone that likes, and everyone that will subscribe to the podcast. And make sure you guys check out everything that Built in Buffalo does on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram. Dave, the founder of Built in Buffalo, does a great job. So we put great contacts. So if you're a Bills fan, I'm super stoked for you guys to tune in every Wednesday. And let's get started. We're going to bring on our first guest of the show. Let's bring him on. Izzy from the Red Zone Report. Izzy, how are we doing tonight, man? Doing all right. Got my nap in. Old man feels better. Let's go. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. You're 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 a regular. Your Sundays on the Red Zone Report. We were on Thursday with Breaking Tables doing the draft show. So, Izzy, just before we start with the content and today's topic, obviously, you guys can tell by the thumbnail and the name of the episode we'll be breaking down offensive additions that the Buffalo Bills did this offseason. A lot of people have done a lot of free agency, uh, not free agency, excuse me, draft stuff. It's just how it has been lately because the draft just happened, but we don't want to be repetitive because conflict of interest, breaking tables the last two days, and even Izzy on Red Zone Report did a great, great job. Don't want to be repetitive. So we'll be talking about the offensive additions for the Bills, including free agency and obviously a little draft. But Izzy, where can we find you? Where can everybody else find you? So on Twitter, I'm at TFP Rican, that freaking Puerto Rican uh, on Yahoo. Just my name is Mel Monero Jr. And then here on Built in Buffalo, Izzy, uh, Red Zone Report, Sundays, 7 p.m. Uh, sometimes I'll have a guest. Sometimes I'll go solo dolo. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm about, you know, that energy, knowing what I'm talking about, and good times with uh, fellow Bills fans. So you can find me, check my Twitter, and yeah. if I'm on a show, it should be there. Yeah, you guys, make sure you guys check out Izzy's show on Sunday and obviously the Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday from 8 to 9. And also, guys, if you guys want to drop a comment, we'll be reading comments throughout the show. Jeff says, nice sweatshirt. Appreciate it, man. I'm assuming you're talking about me. Izzy's not wearing a sweatshirt, so talking about me, uh, my school. Showing off the muscles. Yeah, Travis, go Bills, go Bills. And what's up, Kim? Hope everyone's having a good Wednesday night. Hopefully you guys join us every Wednesday. So, Izzy, we're going to be start talking about the offensive additions. We're going to start with... Jameson, not James, OJ Howard, who the Bills just, who Bills brought in to play tight end this um, past year. So uh-huh. give me your little thoughts on OJ Howard. Appreciate Dave with the graphic as always, but OJ Howard, Buffalo Bills. What, what, what are your expectations for him this upcoming season? Well, I think he's going to be the TE too, of course. You know, Dawson Knox had his breakout year last year. Um, which I called, by the way. I'm, I'm keep saying that too. <laughs> I told everybody year three for tight ends, but uh, OJ Howard didn't really get that because his year three was taken up by Gronk. You know, Gronk showed up, and uh, it was what it was for him. But OJ Howard, I think, is a welcome addition as a TE two. He's going to be somebody who can come in there and block, be a real weapon, and he's another size guy. You know, like he he never yeah. lost his athleticism like that. He's just. Lost in the shuffle in Tampa. You got Mike Evans, you got Godwin, you got Antonio Brown, you've got freaking uh Gronk, you've got Fournette, you've got Rojo. Like, there was, there was a stable of pass catchers and runners in that offense. And here in Buffalo, we have a stable too, but 
it looks like they're moving towards potentially either running the ball more or running, you know, a more diverse passing set as, you know, with bringing in other players too, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I like OJ Howard signing a lot because he didn't cost a whole ton of money. Exactly. He's looking for another shot mm -hmm. and he's got the talent to do it. We're going to yeah. have the coaches to do it. Yeah. And the thing is with OJ Howard, when he was drafted in the first round, he was brought in because obviously a first round pick is to be the guy. He's not going to have to be the guy, even in the tight end room, just in the weapons in general, you're going to have obviously Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs. You're going to have obviously Dawson Knox, excuse me, is the number one tight end for the bills. And he proved that last year leading the league in touchdowns. So Dawson Knox is an absolute game changer out there and a year three breakout from him. Like, as he just said, he called it. And I think the thing is with OJ Howard, he's going to be asked not to do a ton, which is something that I think that's going to be a good thing. A little less pressure because he came in to Tampa as the number one guy. You're for, if you're a first round pick as a tight end, the expectations are obviously through the roof because tight ends are usually not a first round commodity. You have obviously the Noah fans of the world, TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts of the world, but a late first round pick as a, as a tight end, isn't always your, I guess, go to isn't always the most valuable pick, but he was brought in to be the guy. And he, he really wasn't. If you look at the years, his best year was back in 2018, but he only played 10 games, but his year's production was he had 565 yards receiving and five touchdowns his rookie year 432 yards and six touchdowns i think we if we anywhere is he i don't know what you think if we get anywhere from four to six um touchdowns and maybe four to 600 yards from oj howard i think that would be uh, a plus i don't know what are your thoughts on that so uh, i see him closer to the lower on those but i could be wrong uh you know he could end up being the second target on his team for some reason you know like uh it, it just happens sometimes where like dawson knox last year he put up what nine touchdowns and he had 500 plus yards yeah but he, I, don't, I don't think he, i don't even think he had 600 yards receiving it was close to it but you know that's that's probably the range of dawson knox whereas i think oj howard's probably closer to 400 yards six tds potentially no, and exactly. If, if he does, I mean, that means that Josh Allen's production is most likely going through the freaking roof, especially if he plays like he did those last two playoff games where he was just lights out amazing. Um, so if Josh can top, tap into that ultra instinct like he did this past year and you know, keep that fresh and, and just on a more consistent basis, you could see Josh Allen throw for over 5,000 yards and 40-something touchdowns. Well, yeah, and obviously that's the theme of the episode, additions for Josh Allen, and why not help help your team or help your, obviously, star quarterback. It's it's just a bonus for the Bills. It's nothing. It's not like a world-breaking signing, but you didn't break the bank on the sign, like you said, Izzy. That there's, it's kind of a, a low-risk, high-reward. There's no risk in this. If he stinks, he stinks. We move on. We didn't have really a tight end two last year, and the Bills' offense, I would say, was pretty good and maybe a little more than pretty good throughout the yeah. year. So I think just an added bonus to just for having OJ Howard and I, he's a mismatch. Imagine. And I don't know what, let me know your thoughts on this. OJ Howard and Dawson Knox playing together. How much do you think that is a possibility? I think it's very possible. I think that, you know, uh, if you, if you have them both on the line, there's so many different ways you can line them up. You can line them up in trips where you have two of them out wide with a receiver like Gabe Davis. You could run them both on one side of the line in line. You can run them both on, you know, Opposite side of the line, in line, it really 
opens up the offense in a different way. Kind of like the Patriots when they first, uh, you know, got Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, and they went on that damn tear that they went on. Like it's it's like that, but you know, no one's going to prison. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's maybe maybe want to knock on wood although, there. Let's. Yeah. Although it, it should be criminal to have an offense this good. Yeah, it's criminal. Mark is coming in. I think he'll be a great blocker in the run game. Izzy, let me get your thoughts on OJ Howard in the run game or blocking in the run game. So he's not really known to be a great blocker, but he's also not a bad blocker. He's probably similar to Dawson Knox blocking. But if you have him and Dawson Knox both blocking, you can, again, line up on both sides and you go whichever way the defense doesn't lean to, the weak side, so to speak. Uh, you put them both on one side if you're really, you know, dead set on running that way. Or if you're dead set on running the other way and, you know, hoping to get the defense to bite on that side. So uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good enough blocker to where you have to account for him. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Reggie and Jason's coming in. Reggie Gillum played fullback tight end two last year. Yep. Yeah, Reggie Gillum is very interesting. And we can obviously move. Let's talk, we can talk about Reggie Gillum for a couple of minutes, obviously. Look, so you have Dawson Knox as the tight end one. You have, I would say, OJ Howard as the tight end two. Tommy Sweeney is in a camp battle with Jalen Watermeyer, in my opinion, for tight end three. I still think Tommy Sweeney gets the edge. He's been there. But Jalen Watermeyer was a draft faller that a lot of people had a couple months ago going much higher or getting actually drafted. Reggie Gillum is that fullback. I don't see him as a tight end two. And I think we saw him last year a little tight end two, but the Bills probably don't want to do that because nothing against Reggie Gillum. I think he's a solid fullback. And I think he's a good fullback. Nothing nothing crazy. He's not big. That's the problem. He's not that big, but he's not going to be asked to be tight end too. And I don't know the exact number. If somebody has an exact number and watching, that'd be awesome. Drop it in the comments. But how many snaps, like, what is the percentage of snaps that Reggie Gillum played per game? Like, is he, what do you think? 10 to 20%? Uh, I think that'd be being generous right there. You think that's being generous? Probably five. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't run a whole lot of, uh, you know, I form. Uh, you know, strong eye or, or, or weak eye. We didn't run a lot yeah. of that. Uh, he saw the field kind of both as a fullback and as a tight end. And, yeah, I, I, I'd say 10% is possibly generous. Probably oh. probably right on it. Yeah, look, I nothing against Reggie Gillum, but maybe if the Bills run the ball this year more. But I wouldn't expect the Bills to have that um, kind of ground and pound run game, more of just like a spread it out run game. Probably not using I have the, the answer for you. 12.94%. So you were right on it. Yeah. Okay. 12.9%. You think that goes up? Eh, no. that's, that's probably that's probably the number. 10 to 15% probably. Is the I'd, say, I'd say 10% right around there. Yeah. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more, give or take. Yeah. 12. It could be 12 again. But I, I'd say that number is 13, 12.94. I'd ride around that to 13. And I'd say he's between 8 and, eight and 12% snaps, uh, especially yeah. with OJ Howard out there now taking those snaps as a uh, tight end, too. No, exactly. Mark, go Bills. We'll always say go Bills. Obviously, that's the point of built in Buffalo. But Alpha ROB, if the O-line protect Allen this passing game, going to be one of the best we've seen in years. Yeah, the Bills made a couple. We're not really going to dive into the offensive linemen. That's not the time with the weapons. But, yeah, is the offensive line. You got Dawkins, and then you got Saffold, Mitch Morse. Then you got Ryan Bates. And then you've got Mr. Spencer Brown, 6'8", Spencer Brown. Look, big strong if, man. Is he? If the, yeah, big strong. If the Bills stay healthy on the offensive line, there's there's no reason that the offensive line can't protect Josh Allen. Well, the good thing about the offensive line, too, is they got depth. 
people were like, we don't have guard depth. It's like, we have Bates, we have yeah. Saffold, and then we have Morse as a center. So we'll just say interior offensive lineman. They brought in Mance, who can play both guard and center. Yes. Right? And you brought in Questenberry, who can play both guard and tackle. You have Cody Ford. You have Ike Botker. You have guys who can play all along the line. You have guys who can play two to three positions. You have guys who can go left and right guard. You have guys who can go left, right guard, and center. You have guys who can play both tackle spots. Tackles, you know, I, th- I think Luke Tenuta is actually a solid, you know, depth piece at yes. tackle. Probably a practice squad guy, but, but a he, solid depth guy. He can play both. He can play yeah. guard and – well, he played tackle in college, but a lot of yep. people are saying he can move inside, which – Kind of reminds me of Ryan Bates. Obviously, a little different. Ryan Bates is the center guard option, kind of like yeah. that's what he does. But Tanuta guard and tackle that that can't hurt. That also gives him a chance, maybe not to make the roster, but stick on the practice squad to have that yeah, versatility. I think, I think he'll be a practice squad the first couple of years to see what he's got. But uh, from what I've seen of him on tape, he's a solid technique guy. Like when it comes to technique, he's got technique. He's just not athletic. Like he's not fast. He's not you know. Super strong for the position. Yeah, he, you know, his RAS score was kind of eh. yeah. But then if you watch him on tape, the kid can play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Will Cole Beasley have a big season? Cole Beasley needs to find a team first before he has a yep a big season. So we can move on. Beasley's not a bill anymore. And then talk about Jalen Watermeyer. I think Jalen Watermeyer could definitely win out tight end three. He was a top 30 visit with the Bills. Sweeney hasn't done much at all. After the season, the Bills have zero tight ends under contract. That is why I think Jalen Watermeyer probably will be a practice squad guy. He kind of screams practice squad guy. Top 30 visit means the Bills liked him. They didn't like him enough to draft him in the sixth or seventh round, but they probably knew they could get him as an undrafted free agent. I haven't done a ton on Jalen Watermeyer. I had a six-round grade on Jalen Watermeyer, so I thought he could potentially be drafted. But his is he his combine time was just who's that Watermeyer? Jalen Watermeyer. See, I didn't I didn't get to see a lot of him. He was I forgot the number, but it was atrocious. Like terrible. Yeah, I, I can probably pull it up. But I mean, you can say atrocious or disgusting and be like, that was great. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No, I mean like. Yeah, there's nothing. Look, I think he fell, and I think his measurables, he didn't really test well at the combine. So that was probably an issue for him. Yeah. You know, I think think the the combine can really make or break someone's draft stock, but I don't think it really hurts their stock in the NFL. Like Gabe Davis's draft stock uh, dropped, but he landed in the right place. Now his stock is going up in the NFL. So. He didn't perform that great at the draft either, you know, at the combine. It was like, what, four, five, seven, forty yard dash, four, five, three. Yeah, he wasn't anything, anything special. He was, he was an average combine wide receiver, and now he's number two wide receiver on his team after a couple years of sitting behind some vets and looks primed to kick ass after a legendary and record breaking playoff game. So, yeah, exactly. Reggie Gillum was actually tied in three years ago before moving to fullback behind Knox. And Sweeney, yeah, Reggie Gillum's the fullback. We kind of touched on that. I think there's nothing. There's nothing. We love him. I mean, he's he's a dog when it comes to playing. With the ball in his hands, he's trying his best. And you know, we Bills fans tend to you know kind of lean towards that a bit. We know yeah. someone's giving their all. You love him. Yeah, Matt Jansen, Alpha. I agree. The O line was the weakest link in the offense last year. Yeah, I, look, I think there wasn't a lot of weak links in the offense last year. So if we're gonna Point to one, it might have had to be the offensive line, but the offensive line was 
favorable. Maybe the run blocking probably was kind of skeptical, but yeah, the Bills made some. I think Saffold would be a nice upgrade. More time for Ryan Bates. Both of those guys will helpful, and maybe another year of Spencer Brown because he was a rookie. You got to remember last year, right tackle. So another mm-hmm. year for Spencer Brown. Dawkins on the left. Tanuda was a massive L. What's up, PD? Is uh, we could say Tanuda was a massive L, but it was a six round pick. I think it's perceived, you know, like perception is that, you know, he's just not going to be it. And you know, that's he, why he could be right. But, but that's also, is that's why he voted the sixth round. Like that's yeah. why. Yeah. And why Teller comes to mind exactly. Every time I see we take a Virginia or last time we took a Virginia tech guy on day three of the draft. So, and being kind of noted that we don't really want to move off of, we don't want to have that mistake again, which yeah, that's true. But you know, I think why Teller graded, um, a little better yeah much better actually is we love your bills gear we love your bills gear yeah appreciate it yeah so we're gonna move on to the next we're gonna move on to the next play that's gonna be jameson crowder who Ooh. the bills brought in and i'm excited for the jameson crowder days i don't know why we wouldn't be excited for jameson crowder he was i would say he was brought in to be like that number one guy a couple years ago in the jets but the jets were just Brutal the last couple of years, and I think he's a direct replacement for Cole Beasley, like a direct replacement because people like is Isaiah McKenzie a direct replacement? Is no, because Isaiah McKenzie is a gadget guy. So give me your thoughts on Jamison Crowder. Is all right. So uh, Jamison Crowder to me, um, if I'm, I had to find him a comparison athlete, right? Because he he's underrated in the strength department, right? He he doesn't go down easy. Yeah, uh, he, he catches the ball. He's fast. He's pretty quick. Uh, one thing I do like about him is that, you know, if you hit, don't hit him low, he's probably not going down. He's going to bounce off of you. Uh, if I had to compare him to another athlete, I'd go to the UFC and say he's like Sean Shirk, the muscle shark. Wasn't very big, but dude, dude packed a punch. And we remember a couple years ago. So you, that's before your time, son. Before, before my time. time is yeah, that's was, that was just before. That's before BJ Penn took over, right? That's that's before your time too. So yeah, um, I'll show you later. But yeah, the muscle shark. He, he was just a small. He was 100, mm-hmm. 145 pounds in the UFC, and so yeah. in, in football, he's one seventy five, which is a small player, right? That's a small yeah. dude. But exactly. he's still breaking. He's still breaking tackles. If you don't get if you don't get his legs wrapped up, he's probably not going down unless you're that damn big. And we remember when he uh, and Tremaine Evans, you know, collided. Tremaine is the one who got hurt, not not Jamison Crowder. Yeah, Jamison Crowder's—he's he, a baller. I I love the Jamison Crowder if he's he can stay healthy. That's he's a little minimal. I like it. He he's he's had a little injury history the last two years. Only played twelve games both of the years. Last two years, yeah, twenty four combined. Um, four hundred forty seven yards last year with a couple touchdowns. But twenty nineteen is. 833 yards receiving, 78 receptions, six touchdowns. Sounds very uh, Cole Beasley. I don't hate that production. More touchdowns. Yeah, I don't hate that production. So here's the, here's the thing about, about him, too, is if you're part of the Jets organization, right, and you have a kick-ass year, you have a couple down years because you got hurt, and now you're a free agent, where are you going? You're going to a team who is both a winner because you don't want to be a loser anymore, That's and you're true. going to a team, two that has the medical facilities and staff to help keep you running, right? People who get yeah. injured a lot before they came to Buffalo didn't get injured like they did before coming to Buffalo once they got here. Once they got here, their health seemed to improve because the coaching staff, you know, is very understanding of their needs and the training staff 
is very well equipped to take care of what they need. So I think that is a big deal. And another reason why a lot of people come to Buffalo is that the training staff is just so damn good. Yeah. Quickly, we're going to talk about, we're going back to the Jalen Watermeyer for time. Thank you, Daniel. His 40 times. Golly. That's not a tight end. That, I, was I right, Is when I said yeah. it was not good? He, he said he was sick. I read in one of the comments too. But yeah. Look, if you're sick, call in, son. Call yeah. in. Yeah, Daniel brought in Jalen. Jalen said he was sick the day he was uh, time. Yeah, dude, don't run the time then, man. Or don't make no. that ex- look. No excuses. Right? There's no excuses. You you either run it or you don't, and you get the time you get is the time you get. And they're gonna take your combine time over your pro day time because your pro day time is gonna be inflated. But if you only have a pro day time, they're gonna look at your pro day time only. So if you're sick, be sick. What's up, Dave? What is up, Dave? My man, Dave. I love Dave. If you guys don't know Dave, Dave, co-founder of Built in Buffalo. He's a man. He does everything, right? Is everything. He does everything. And he has a job and a family. Don't know how that guy does it. I have a job and a family too, but I don't do what Dave does. If you need anything, that dude's there for you. Oh, yeah. If you guys also need graphics, everybody needs graphics. Go check Dave out. Dave makes some killer graphics. He does make some killer graphics. Jason, Crowder can be phenomenal playing with Buffalo. I completely agree. I think... Crowder's obviously, once again, not going to be asked to be a number one guy, but he's going to be the number one slot guy. And I think he's going to fit in perfectly because he saw how Cole Beasley kind of flourished in Buffalo the last couple of years. So Crowder's going to eat. And, well, he's going to get a lot more easier matchups when he's with Diggs, with Knox, and Davis because those mm-hmm. guys take a lot of – um yeah, no, they've gone a lot of attention there. Yeah, exactly. Sorry there. They've gone a lot of attention you, there. Man. So, Jamison Crowder, I think he's going to feast, I think, anywhere from seven to 900 yards. And once again, uh, is he? it's like an O.J. Howard contract. It's not a – we're not breaking the bank Yeah, for Jamison Crowder. So, another um, – not a lot of risk and a lot of reward out of Jamison Crowder. And I like, I like those picks, too. They hit on guys like that, you know, where you don't have big money put in there, and then they just pan out. I love that shit. Yeah, exactly. Crowder should have a good year because he's not going to get a lot of attention from other teams. Exactly. Alpha. Yep. We're reading minds, buddy. We're reading yeah. minds right now. Exactly. And you do that with a guy who can explode like that. It's dangerous. Yeah. Can Crowder return punts and kicks? Yes. What is he better at? Punts or I don't remember Crowder doing that. I don't, you know, I, I don't pay attention to other teams kick return units. You know, so I'm going to go with unless Jason. We're, unless we're playing. So, yeah. Look, we, we struggled with punt returns and kick returns last year. Marquez Stevenson was up and down. Isaiah McKenzie was up and down. Maybe Khalil Shakir could be that guy. We can, we're can obviously going to get to him because he's one of the offensive additions. Um, McKenzie had me on fire week one where he almost took that touchdown for uh, against the Steelers. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I doubted him. And then after that. No, exactly. I was like, I was right to doubt him. Hope Ken Dorsey's up to the challenge with all these weapons. I think I mentioned this on Monday when I was on breaking tables with with Brian and Tampa Neal. Love those guys. But when I was Great I was guys. talking about Ken Dorsey has a a problem, but it's a good problem. How's he too many mouths to feed? Too many mouths to feed. Exactly. Is like how's he gonna feed everyone? It's a good problem to have. I'd rather have more mouths to feed than um have the Falcons wide receiving core. So that's exactly. So I'm happy where the Bills are in that sense. But, yeah, Jameson Crowder, obviously he's coming here to get his targets. Obviously, Davis and Diggs, you want their targets. Knox's targets. O.J. Howard. And then you have Isaiah McKenzie. And then we haven't even brought in 
talked about, which we'll get to, guys. Don't we're gonna get towards the end of the show or maybe middle part of the show. Rookies, James Cook and Khalil Shakir. Holy cow, there's there's some yeah, there's there's some weapons. Josh Allen is the man. Josh Allen is the man, though. Josh Allen is the man. That that if, if you take away one thing from the show is Josh Allen's the man. Yes. Well, I mean, every Bill show, Josh Allen's the man. Yes, Josh like, Allen is. We most of the time we don't even talk about Josh Allen because we know how good he is. What is there to say? Appreciate yeah. it, appreciate it, Rocco. Thank you. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I appreciate everyone commenting. The comments are just going crazy. I appreciate it. So I think yes, we, sir. I think we touched on. I think we touched on James Jameson Crowder enough. We're going to move to the Bills' third and final weapon addition in free agency, and that is somebody that's going to be very interesting based on somebody who we just drafted and the running back room, and I, I'm excited for this conversation, and that is Mr. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson coming to the Bills. So I'm excited for Duke Johnson. Is Give me your thoughts on the Duke, John, Duke Johnson signing, and what is the effect of James Cook coming in, and how is that going to work? I was more excited about Duke Johnson before. Now it's like, He's, Actually, you know, I'd be I'd be for keeping Duke Johnson over Zach Moss, honestly. I agree. I I think Duke Johnson is the Matt Breida from last year. I, I don't. I, see, I don't. I think he's I a better version that. of Matt Breida. But like, if you have Singletary as the RB one and Cook as the RB two, do we? And Tywan Jones is a special teams guy. People always yeah. forget about the special teams aspect. Like nobody is like, well, we should James uh, Duke Johnson should be activated. But where does Tywan Jones go? Because he's a great special teamer for the Bills. Is Duke Johnson? Inactive every Sunday with a fully very, healthy running back room. He very well could be. I mean, there's a lot of guys who could be inactive. Uh, how many receivers are we going to activate every week? How many tight ends are we activating? Yeah. How many are we exactly. activating Reggie Gilliam every week? Um, you know, uh, how many corners are we activating? You know, since you have Kair, once Trey's healthy, you're doing Kair, Trey, uh, Taryn, uh, Trey. Dane and then Dane. Uh, Siren, you're, you're doing Siren because he's special teams. Yeah, so if you're activating five, I mean, there may be a spot open for you to have a third running back, especially because I think Duke Johnson kind of fits that mold of uh James Cook and Singletary kind of rolled yeah. into one. He's not really good at either one of their jobs, but he's you know, he's not really great at either one of those jobs, but he's good at both of them. He can, if you need him in there in a pinch, he can do it. Uh, Zach Moss is just a power guy. That's all he is. He's a power guy. He's got one dimension, and teams know it, so he gets stopped. Unless it's in a position where linemen are involved to the point where all he's got to do is hit a gap and then take somebody out, you know, like against the Dolphins last year when he hit a touchdown, and you could hear it heavily on the broadcast. That's what Zach Moss is. He is a – if you're in the hole and I hit you, I'm coming through the hole. doesn't matter who you are. Unless you're like Vita Vea or something like that. Do they keep like we could get down a rabbit hole, obviously, with this, but the Zach Moss and making the roster is also a huge conversation. Obviously, it wasn't an addition, but that's also a very, very I mean Duke might not make the roster, but if it's me and I'm the GM, I'm keeping Duke over Zach. Me too. Me too. I think I'm there's also back. Yeah, I just think Zach doesn't give you that passing dimension. I think yeah. that's what really unless he just shows up to camp and he can all of a sudden become JD McKissick out there, which we just don't it's just not him. So I think yeah, Zach Moss's time on the Bills might be coming to a quick end. I I like the pick at the time. Yeah. But no, Duke Johnson, look, last year 330 yards uh rushing, receiving. He only had 41, but he only played in 
five games. Yeah. Like he was he wasn't much of a factor. His his he's tinkered around when he's played a full season. He's tinkered around from four hundred to six hundred receiving yards out of the backfield. That is that's pretty good production because uh, he was never a RB one any place he went. So yeah. I'm look the James Cook draft pick kind of muddies the water there a little because James Cook obviously is making the roster. Yes. Because James Cook, I love, I love James Cook. He was my favorite, one of my favorite players in the draft. I was preaching the bills. Take him. We'll get into James Cook in about a matter of moments here. Um, James Cook to me is, is, is really going to be one guy we talk about that is going to like smash that. What our our expectations. So when we get there, we get there. Yes. I think the Bills need an, another all-star receiver like OBJ. Mm. Somebody like that might be available later in the season when they come back from injury. I I preached for another boundary receiver. I, I wanted another boundary receiver, but Diggs, Davis, Crowder inside, Shakir could be that guy. But I think yeah. he fits a little more inside and outside. But Shakir is going to be very interesting. We'll obviously get to that. He's a hybrid guy. Yeah, look, if the Bills think they need to make a move at the deadline, that could be an option, but I think the weapon weapons right now are pretty set in stone at this point. The only th- only really addition I see the Bills making is probably um, maybe at a veteran corner, but that could be it. But besides that, I don't see the Bills making a lot of additions um, at this point in free agency. The Bills could get a bar- go bargain hunting with like a corner, Joe Hayden, um, somebody like that. But to add another weapon, OBJ is still in the market, but OBJ won't come back until middle of the year at the earliest. So OBJ could be a a team could pick up OBJ down the stretch and could he could be a playoff run stretch, but I don't see OBJ going to the Bills. We'll quickly touch on this. What were the Bills' best draft pickups? My was James Cook. So best draft pickups. I am actually inclined to say Khalil Shakir. I like Khalil Shakir. I love him. So James Cook was a second round pick. He was supposed to be a second round pick, right? He was, he was, just, that's just where he was supposed to go. Yeah. Exactly. He was the third best, third best running back in his draft class overall, you know, and that's where he went third, third overall running back. Um, me personally, uh, I thought Khalil Shakir was gone in the third round. I had a third four, grade on him. So yeah, four, four, two, four, four, two speed. We're talking about six foot. So he's not a small dude. He's the size of Stefan Diggs. He's six foot, like one ninety six. He he makes ridiculous catches. Like we're talking OBJ one handed spinning catches on the sideline, two feet down. Like that man is a baller. He just played at Boise State, which isn't the same program that it used to be when they had like Jared Zbranski and uh, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Back when back when they were there. Yeah. They were, they were a top 10 team, but there was no yeah. playoff. So they never got a shot, even though they were undefeated every yeah. damn year. I remember Boise State. If they were dope this year, like they are, like they were then, they'd probably make, you know, a playoff after a couple years of undefeatedness. But back then it was a different game. Um, yeah, we, we all remember the Boise State, Oklahoma. Well, I was a little younger, but I remember the Boise State, Oklahoma game. I was young, but I, rem- I remember some of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, there was. That was, was, was a, yeah. There was a bunch of games like that. Uh, that Oklahoma, Oklahoma team or, was loaded. It was Adrian it was. Peterson, Sam Bradford, just the two guys that, yeah, and come then off uh, the top of the mind for me. Don't forget the Utah versus Alabama game. Yeah, Utah smoked Alabama. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
But then you go back and you're like, well, Hawaii was undefeated and they got dusted off by, you know, nine and four Georgia. So, yeah, uh, it yeah. happens. But I, I like I like when uh, Hawaii was Hawaii was legit. Having three. Ba- yeah. Haven't. Yeah. Cole Brennan. Rest. Rest in peace. Cole Brennan. I forgot that he died. I thought yeah, he did. I was in, like, rest in peace. Cole Brennan. He was he was a hell of a hell of a quarterback in Hawaii. Um, yes, never, never really panned down the NFL, but hell of a quarterback in Hawaii. Having three backs in the backfield, Singletary, Cook, and Johnson could be a dangerous combo. That's what me and Iz are preaching here. I think we probably think that is – we had a bet. Um, that's probably the most realistic option for the Bills going into the 2022-2023 season. Yep. Moss on the midnight train to Georgia. Probably. Yeah. yeah I, I trade him to freaking – Anybody Atlanta Falcons for yeah. uh, I look, I, and, and I like Zach Moss. I don't want to wish harm on the guy, obviously. No, no harm. We want to make sure, obviously, he gets succeed anywhere, but it's just his time with the James Cook draft pick might have single. I'd like out. to see him go somewhere he can be used for who he is in this offense. Exactly. We're not that offense, we're not no, that pounded maybe. up the middle. We're not, we're, we're not that team. I completely, completely agree. So send him somewhere that's going to pound the rock. Send him to Seattle. That'd be a perfect spot for him. Yeah. They want to run the ball. The problem the is they already have three running backs. They have Rashad Penny, Chris Carson, and Kenneth Walker. Yeah, but Chris Carson can't stay healthy. True, but Seattle likes to just draft running backs when they got other needs. But sure. Zach hasn't hit his ceiling. It's coming if he's still with us. That that might be true. He might hasn't hit his ce- might not have not have hit his ceiling yet. But the problem is. There's no, like Izzy has talked about tonight, there's no fit on him on the offense. There really isn't. Singletary's that RB1, and James Cook, we know exactly what James Cook is. We're about to get into James Cook um, in a second. And you know what? Let's Got to prove it in camp. Got to prove it in camp. That's what it is. Go out to camp. If he proves it, then I got no qualms. Let's get into James Cook, because this is going to be a fun discussion. James Cook of the Buffalo Bills was just selected in the second round. The Bills moved two picks... Uh, Two different times in that draft for mm-hmm. to get back from James Cook from 57 to 60 to 60 to 63. And then they finally selected James Cook, who I had a late second round grade on, but he was one of my top running backs on my big board. I love James Cook and I preached for it. I tweeted February 2nd, I think I got the date right, a cup of his touchdown against Michigan in the semifinal of the conference playoff and his catch out of the backfield. He is an electric, electric pass catcher. And I think. He can develop into a runner, a legit running back. I really think he could, but he wasn't really asked to do that at Georgia. And one thing I've told people, and one thing I think is a good thing, he was always in the running back committee in college. This past year was Amir White, who was taking it by the Raiders in this draft. So the good thing with James Cook is that he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him. Izzy, give me your thoughts on James Cook. That was one of my points is that he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear because he was in a committee style uh, backfield where all the backs can really do everything. He is a true running back. He can run the ball. But he was not asked to carry the load because they had so many other guys. So you're not going to have your 190-pound guy run the ball like that if you don't need to when you have a 220-pound guy back there. Makes sense. Um, But he is spectacular catching the ball. Like He is what they tried to make Devin Singletary and what they hoped they were getting in Zach Moss. He is what... They wanted McKissick to be plus speed, like real breakaway, get get past the everybody speed. 4-4-2 speed, he, he's ridiculous. Yeah, I saw Dave said that, but when you boil it down to it, the, the, the more we're getting from him is just that breakaway, 
you left this whole side of the field open and I'm over here and Josh doesn't even have to work for it. Touchdown. That's him. He's going to, he's going to be a beast when it comes to those. And then outside runs, which Devin Singletary can't break outside. James Cook can. Yeah. James Cook can. Devin Singletary is a between the tackles kind of runner. You give him the ball in there, he'll he'll sift through the debris to get to where he's got to go. James Cook is going through and around. That's it. There's no sifting and shifting. There's just hole, cut, hit, bye. Yeah, and James, like I agree with Dave here. He he's more than what we were going to get from JD McKissick. One, obviously, he's younger, so you get obviously more years out of him. Um, and the fact that I think he's just a better. I think he's also a better running back. Like just I know it sounds kind of stupid. Younger, faster, more tread left on tires. Yes, exactly. And we have time for him to develop into a legit, legit running back more than just a pass catcher. I think we know what JD McKissick is. He's just a pass catcher. So good for JD McKissick. Um, but and we know what Duke Johnson is, just a pass catcher. So I think the thing with James Cook right now, he is just a pass catcher, but I don't think he just he he has carried the ball. Yeah, I think I'm going back on my statement. Just give me a second. Going back. Going back. <laughs> He's not just a pass catcher because if he was just a pass catcher, he wouldn't have been taken in the second round. The Bills clearly see him, not maybe as a every down running back, but no. split carries with Devin Singletary and be that viable option out of the backfield. And being also mentioned, we might wind him up in the slot a little. I like. Yeah. I think that the with Ken Dorsey, going back to the comment before, Ken Dorsey has a lot of weapons. These are one of the weapons. I think the amount of usage we're going to get out of James Cook, especially in year one, I think Josh Allen, when he saw the selection or wherever, whenever he heard the selection of Cook, I think he must have been most the most exciting guy in Orchard Park because I think the addition of him will be something that the Bills kind of missed the last couple of years. Absolutely. I mean, just imagine this. Uh, we're running five wide. You've got Diggs, Cook, Dawson, uh, Crowder, and uh, Davis out there. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, all those guys can burn you deep. All those guys can burn you short. All those guys are solid route runners. Gabriel Davis's route running has mm-hmm. come along a bunch since he got here. He was a very raw route runner. Now he's got safeties and corners, you know, breaking their ankles on his way into the end zone. You spread people out with these type of guys, these guys who are shifty and fast. It's a whole new ball game. Like this offense can do so many different things, so many different things, and I think it's going to be a week to week progression depending on who we're playing. Yeah, exactly. The third back will always uh, struggle to make the game roster over a rotational D lineman. Yeah, and and just a True. special teams guy. Special teams True. people never fact never factor special teams in because it's obviously a viable um, part of the yeah. game, not just for the Bills. Obviously, we saw the Bills taking Matarazza in the sixth round, so it had to be important when you're taking when you're drafting a punter. But, yeah, that's the problem. The third running back will make the rosters very tough. We saw that last year. There was not a lot of times the Bills carried three running backs that were legit running backs, not minus Tywin Jones. So that might be a little less likely this year, being that it's – you know, Von, Boogie Von Boogie Miller. Basham, AJ Panessa, Von Miller, and Greg Rousseau. Like those are the guys. Though yeah, those those are the four guys, and one of them's probably gonna sit. You think so? Yeah. Epinesa or Boogie's gonna sit. Interesting. Uh, freaking freaking Miller wants more reps. Yeah. Well, we brought right. we, you you brought in Miller to be the guy. Like there wasn't yeah. like 
There's no like rotate Miller. Like, no, nah, I don't really want to see. It. Like, obviously, don't burn the guy into the ground. Yeah, don't do that. So, unless but, he does what I think he's going to do, which is play that uh, that that Zoe linebacker, that Lorenzo Alexander style, where yeah. there are times where he's got his hand up and he's behind the line and he's running linebacker there as a pass rusher, or if he's got his hand in the dirt, you know, in a four three style. There's a bunch of different ways they can use him, just like they did with Zoe, where he played linebacker, defensive end, and at times defensive tackle. Uh, I don't see us using Von Miller in the defensive tackle spot, but end and linebacker, I can see him doing both of those. At that point, you may keep all three of the other guys, you know, active. But I find it difficult to believe that. This is a very and I see you, Pedro. But yo, it's over for Zach. Move on. We agree. It's probably end of Zach Moss. This is a very interesting question from Daniel. We appreciate the comment. Question: Does Buffalo draft Cook if McKissick signing? didn't fall through he was the best player available yeah i think they still did they still draft him yep because mckissick was a one-year deal yeah yeah i agree i think it's duke johnson like duke johnson's not on the roster that's who you have to replace yourself mckissick is better than duke johnson i don't think we're sugarcoating that but the duke johnson you think mckissick's not you think duke johnson's better no no i'm saying yes he's better than duke johnson but he's not not, he's not affecting the james cook no I no, I agree. That's what I was going. Yeah, McKissick better than Duke Johnson, but obviously Duke Johnson was the consolation prize. Not I won't say consolation, but he was the second option after they missed out on the McKissick. So I agree, James Cook. If he's your best player on the available, and we've seen Bean for the most part go best player available. Obviously, corner was his best player available, or Kyir Elam was the best player available this year for the Bills, and obviously it was a need. So it was kind of two and one, which is awesome because we were screaming for a corner. Um. But yeah, I think this doesn't really change. I think Cook's on this roster. If he was, yeah. if he was on the board at sixty-three, which he was, so yeah, I think that, the only thing that would have changed that is if Brees Hall was out there still. McDermott said in a press conference pre-draft that they were going to move up two spots, and they did just that. Yeah, they did just that. Um, I agree because of his role in Georgia, and they had a committee of running back. Cook's potential was untapped as a runner, so we can get more than we expect from Cook. Izzy's been preaching that. I've been preaching that. Brian from Bricky Tables, we were talking about that. A lot of people love James Cook. And I think the James Cook draft pick is going to be electric because his ability to get to the second level of the defense is something that we haven't had a ton. I think Singletary it can. And I think we've heard some people say his vision wasn't great. I like James Cook's vision. I think his vision is... I know Izzy, you're giving me that face. We know Dave agrees with us. I know that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But James Cook's vision, if 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 your vision's poor, you're not getting to the second level of defense. That's and you're not going to the second round of the draft. No, no. And you're not going to play for Georgia, who just won the national championship. Legit yeah. snaps. Just. It's that simple. It's foolishness. Really, it is really that simple. We don't have to get into that, Izzy, because. I, yeah, I think that I think that James Cook uh, will see more run after this year. I think this year he's going to be more of a pure pass catching back. So I don't want people to think that I'm saying he's going to be a big running guy this year. I don't think he is going to be a big running guy this year. I think that this year Singletary is going to get the bulk of the carries. Cook will see some. Duke will see some. Or or Zach, whoever's still here. I don't care which. Honestly, I don't care which. But Yeah, I'm a different. But um, I don't think that he's going to get the lion's share of the carries this year. I don't think he's going to see 20% of the carries this year. I think that's going to be mostly motor for carries. Uh, but going forward, as he grows into his body and puts some more weight on that frame, you could see him grow into that running back role. No, yeah, I, I, 
I agree. Bills also signed Raheem Blackshear from Virginia Tech. Yeah, he was an I'm a Virginia Tech football fan. Um, I can talk about that for a second. Raheem Blackshear, he was solid at Virginia Tech. He was more of a pass catcher, but Virginia Tech had a situation. Justin Fuente was brutal for the last couple of years at Virginia Tech. So the whole offense of Brad Corson was a horrible offensive coordinator. So the Virginia Tech whole system was just an absolute mess. Obviously, they signed uh, they brought in Brent Pry to be the new head coach, and they're redoing the team. But yeah, Raheem Blackshear, practice squad guy. Good pass catch out of the backfield. Tough to make this roster. If Zach Moss is not going to make the roster, Raheem Blackshear is not going to make the roster. But Raheem Blackshear could be a could be a practice squad guy. I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Should have drafted Hall if Cook's play reflects his personality. He's a bust. I want to say no. Well, mm. I think Brees Hall wasn't a bad pick, and I'm not against the Brees Hall pick. Yeah, but I'm happy we didn't take him at 23 or if it was 25 or whatever it was. But you weren't going to get him at 63. Or at 57 originally, obviously, because we moved back two spot uh, a couple spots to 63. Yeah. But is I think you agree if we didn't take him at 23, if we moved up to got him, or if he stayed at 25 and we didn't take him, we weren't gonna get him back. originally at pick 57. Look, I think Brees Hall would have came in, and I think Devin Singletary's time would have been fading a little. Yeah, because Brees Hall is an RB1 type of guy. He's a good pass catcher, but he's great running in the tackle. Like Brees Hall's an he's RB1. He's a bell cow back. Exactly, he's a exactly. Bell cow back. So it's not what we need. We need we need pass catchers and guys exactly. who can get it done yeah. on third down. That's what we. And then need. James Cook can develop into that runner. And his personality, don't know where you're getting that from. Uh, look, I get he was. I saw. I know there was that one draft video that was surfaced that he was a little annoyed, like he looked on his face. But if you like went back like a minute or two before, you saw that he was stoked and super excited to be a Buffalo Bill. He was just if you hear him talk after, do a little research. He talked about how. He had a baby was crying. The music was loud. He was yeah. so overwhelmed. He just got drafted to the NFL. Like, we got to give these guys. It's not Stefan Gilmore. It's not. He couldn't that. even hear who it was. Yeah. Like, he's fine. He's he's a good. He's His personality. It, nothing has shown me that his personality will be a problem or ever be a problem. Guys, he talked about he was stoked to be drafted. You just didn't see that video because that's not what, like, the media wants to show you or Twitter or whatever. But. I think he was stoked to be drafted. I don't think um, that's going to be a problem. He's got resting bitch face. That's what it is. Yeah. Look, his personality is going to be fine. I trust Brandon Bean and uh, company to make sure his personality is okay. Um, I don't think Duke makes the roster now with Cook. I can see. I understand that logic. Look, do we really know? We both agree that Duke Johnson makes the roster and Moss is the odd man out. But would it shock me if they kept Moss? Not the end of the world doesn't really they matter. They love their draft picks, so I mean that's that's a, that's a legit argument is that they do love the guys they drafted. So yeah, but they did well, trade Wyatt and they drafted his ass. So that is true. That is true. Brian breaking tables, guys breaking tables Mondays and Thursdays, seven thirty I believe. Yeah, seven thirty. I love breaking. Table. I love breaking tables. They say a little single to mile episode tomorrow. So oh lord. Oh, if you guys want to have an hour of just awesome. Insane content, breaking tables Mondays and Thursdays, seven thirty, right? Is seven thirty? Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, and it's it's a blast, man. These guys are. It's a blast. I love breaking and James Cook. Brian's been a James Cook guy. James Cook will have 400, 500 passing. I'm assuming receiving yards, but yeah, if, if James Cook is throwing five hundred passing yards, I'm... yeah, that's that's a excellent, you know, rookie year. Just passing for a running back. Woo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we'll come back to this in a year. Uh, is if. James Cook stone for 500 passing yards. Something weird happened. I'm in. Just do it. Antoine Randall yeah. style. Let's go. 
Go Bills. What's with Cook's personality? I don't know. He seems like he's a good quiet. guy. He's quiet. There's nothing he's wrong with being quiet. Yeah. He, he, he's about that action. He's not, he's, style. he's not coming in to be a, a podcast host or a radio show host for the Bills. That's not what he's, he's coming to play running back. If he could play yeah. running back, I think he'll be just, just, uh, fine. He's an introvert. Yeah. He's he's the yin to freaking uh, his brother's yang. Like his brother is more out there. He's quiet. You know, he's like, yeah, I just like shoes. You know, like. Yeah, Duke's dead cap could be uh could be a reason he stays. Um, that could Duke's be an option. Cap. And Brian, we knew what you were talking about, man. We knew what you were talking about. We knew you were going to receiving yards, but we know Brian. It's eight forty nine. We don't know what you're up to right now. Um, I have an idea. You have an <laughs> you have an idea. No, not, not really. And we're going to move on to the final Bills edition of this offseason. And I think Iz said he was one of his favorites. And that is Khalil Shakir, drafted in the fifth round out of Boise State. I had a fifth round grade on him. Uh, no, excuse me. Whoa. I had a third, I had a third round, third round grade. grade on him. Third round. I already said it. I was thinking yeah. fifth round. <laughs> Too much. I don't know. My brain just had a malfunction. I had a third, yeah. I had a third round grade on him. Is I let me get your thoughts on the Khalil Shakir draft pick in the fifth round. Uh, I went over this a little bit earlier, but that dude is a animal. He can run routes. He's you know he's six foot, almost two hundred pounds. He's the size of Stefan Diggs, but he's faster than Stefan Diggs. He ran a four four two, I believe, or four four three. I think it was a little um, slower than Dalvin Cook. Or uh, I James got Cook. it right here. I had it. four four three. Four four three. Yeah. So four four three forty yard dash. He's faster than Diggs. Um, granted, Diggs' his game isn't really a speed game. It's more of a where you are, I'm not kind of game. Yeah. Uh, this guy can go up there, climb the ladder, and catch the ball. One-handed catches. Just, man. When did I do that, Brian? <laughs> I don't remember doing that. I said nothing <laughs> of the sort. <laughs> you were projecting, son. <laughs> Anyways, uh, your problem is not my problem. We're going to go ahead and keep talking about Khalil Shakir, unless that's what you named it. <laughs> the first Danny, show. Danny, now Danny, already... Danny Woodhead. I'm already dying. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, Whoa, I okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think Khalil, he, he, one-handed catches, body control, uh, can run all the routes inside, outside. Got the size, you know. He's not huge, so when I say the size, he's not, you know, Traylon Burks yeah. or AJ Brown or Julio Jones. He's Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins kind of size guy, um, and he's just a do-it-all kind of dude. He's even carried the ball at the backfield, so he's kind of like Isaiah McKenzie and Debo Samuel had a baby, just with better route running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that did us, dog. That did escalate a little quickly. I don't know if that was the direction we wanted to go in this show, is, and I don't, I don't think that's what you meant. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's the direction that it ended up going in, though. <laughs> yeah, Take I think Brian, Brian did it on purpose because he knows he knows the jokester I am. Damn you, Brian! Guys, just by reading Brian's comments in the comment section, you know exactly how what breaking tables is. On Mondays and Thursdays, because it's that. Delvin's Yang, because I said James is yeah, into... yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was something. Yeah. What a turn of event we just went through. How would you get there? <laughs> no idea. Is no idea. The Khalil uh... Shakir pick. 
He had a 92.0 PFF grade this past season, and that was the highest PFF uh, handed out to the receivers that were drafted this past year. So he was the number one highest graded receiver in this class, according to PFF. <sighs> I like the sound of that. You can say what you want about PFF, um, but... I think that is something that's pretty good for the Bills. Look, 4-4-3-40, he can do it at all. He can line up on the outside. He can line up on the inside. He can do a punt return, and he can kick return. This yep. guy, day one, opening the um, first weekend of the season, Khalil Shakir will be doing literally anything. Yeah. Anything. Something, but anything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He'll be, he could be punt returning and kick returning. That's what he could be doing his first year. Or he could be on the outside as that third weapon on the outside. Or he could be on the inside to replace Crowder for a couple. Like the, uh, the possibilities are endless, endless with Khalil Shakir. And I think taking him in the fifth round and moving up is because you know how the Bills moved back in the second round and they got a couple additional sixth round picks, which kind of helped us get Khalil Shakir in the fifth round. And I had a third round grade on. Like my two biggest steals in the draft at the end. Were or in the day three with Calvin Austin in the fourth round of the Steelers, and then Khalil Shakir in the fifth round of the Bills. Like both of those picks were were incredible. Who has more productive season, Khalil or Cook? I'm gonna go James Cook. I'm gonna go James Cook. I just think there's more there's more of an avenue for him to get legit playing time right away. Yeah, but I don't think that's a knock on any of them. If whoever has more. I think there's more of a because I think Shakir would have to to get legit like targets like he's probably behind. He's gonna him. have to beat Jameson Crowder. He's gonna have to beat. Yeah, him. but but if Jameson's uh, contract isn't crazy, it's a so, year. It's also a one year contract. Yeah. So people so like if Shakir comes in there and lights pick. it up, this could be a future pick. Is like this could not be. He could be play a rotational role as a receiver, punt return and kick return. Year two. He could slide into the slot guy potentially. You know who you, you know who he reminds me of, and I haven't heard his comparison yet. Who? Steve Smith Senior. I need to take a drink of water for that one. I like Steve uh, Smith Senior. Steve, Steve Smith Everybody loves Steve. That's a Hall of Famer right there. Yeah. Steve Smith Senior <laughs> yeah. uh, was a late round was a later round pick. I think he was a fourth round pick out of yeah. uh, to Carolina out of uh, was it Cal? I don't know. Was it I Cal or, or, or USC? Know. So Steve Smith Sr. drafted to the Panthers, wasn't an early round pick. He started off as a punt returner. Then all of a sudden he's a slot receiver. Then all of a sudden he's doing it all receiver. Like that that projection that we just put on Shakir is exactly that. Yeah. Which we just described for Steve Smith Sr. So No, exactly. I the size the size isn't exactly there. Like Steve Smith Sr. was like five nine, like two ten. Like he was built like like a running back. Shakir is what six foot? I think he's five eleven. I think he's five eleven. Right, I think he was five eleven. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't have his exact measurements. I'll pull it up. You go ahead and give me give me your, what you think, but uh, about that. Yeah, like I did. I did an article for Built in Buffalo, and I did my grades, and I had Shakir as an A minus. I thought that was an incredible pick. And one thing I don't think we we kind of touched on. He's dynamic after the catch. Like he's very dynamic. That is something that James Cook is. We kind of saw a theme in the Bills' offensive additions in a little bit in free agency with OJ Howard and Duke Johnson, not as much as James, but a little with Jameson Crowder. Yeah, you know what we saw. You know what we saw is the Bills exactly. were one of the worst teams in yards after the catch last year. Yeah, they brought in OJ Howard, who's good after the catch. Duke Johnson, yep. James Crowder, yep. 
James, James Cook. Cook. Yep. Hello, yep. Shakiri. Yep. We saw a theme because you have Diggs and Davis who are great receivers, but they're not, that's not the thing. A yard yeah. after the catch. Their but thing is catching that hard ball that's going to get you the exactly. big game. So it was Dawson Knox, but Dawson Knox is a good runner. I like Dawson Knox when he's in the open field. He's a hard, hard guy to bring down. Bengals game. Yeah. Yeah. That Bengals game. Yeah. Ah. That was something. That was his rookie year? Uh, either his rookie year or the second year, one of the two. No, nope. yeah, I, I was a freshman in college. That was his rookie year. That was his rookie. And he, year. I mean, he caught that. And he Jimmy shockied that team. Yeah, he was, he was something special. And I'm look. I think we saw a theme because when the Bills were one of the worst teams last year, is in and they might have been the worst. I think I saw something that at yards after the catch a rack. That's what you're running after the catch, obviously. And I think. That is something. And like I wrote about scouts rave about one final thing, his ability with his ball in his hands. <laughs> the oh, ball geez. in his hands. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, Brian, come and get you too, man. Yeah, Brian Brian's come and get me in about two seconds. I already see the – I already. I can, if he's still listening, I can see the comment coming. Um, But, no, yeah, I think that we saw a theme for the Bills this year, and we saw him, and he's that's his specialty because he's not a big receiver. He's not like Drake London or Traylon Burks like you just said. But he's kind of on the shorter side. Did you get his height? Is five eleven? Uh, no, six foot one ninety. Oh, geez, six foot. Okay, okay. I yep. like the size of that. So look, I think this Khalil Shakir draft pick in the fifth round could turn out to be a potential steal. Um, and I think that was something that the Bills preached. You run after uh, yards after the catch, and you saw that with their three free agent signings, and then obviously their two draft picks. Is to wrap yeah. up the show. Oh, just so before you do that, uh, Steve Smith was five foot nine, one ninety five. So. Five foot nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that is route choice and timing, too. John, you 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 nailed it on the head, buddy. Yeah, a lot of things have to do with that route choice. And we have we have a lot of option routes, so the receivers often choosing their route, so it makes a lot of sense. Can you imagine a Hail Mary with five wideouts: Diggs, Shakir, Davis, McKenzie, and Crowder? Yes. I could maybe throw Dawson Knox in there or be a, be, a, be a damn mess. <laughs> Short people all over the damn yeah. field. I don't know. I like Diggs. I don't like Davis. Maybe yeah. Ben Stills, Shakir McKenzie and Crowder and substitute uh, Kumaro, Dave, uh, Kumaro Knox and OJ Howard. Oh, snap. We got the apostles and Jesus. Let's go. Yeah. I, I don't know if that would really work with the a wideout, but to wrap up the show is, and I, guys, I appreciate everyone that's listening to the first edition of the Buffalo Blitz podcast live show on Wednesdays. And that this has been fun, is, and I appreciate you coming on. But the, wrap up the show. Anytime. What was your favorite edition for the Bills this offseason? Offensive weapons. Khalil Shakir, easily. Khalil Shakir. I th- I, so I like I like James Cook, but I think that our running game was fine. Duke Johnson, I think, was a good spellback for Devin Singletary. Um, and James Cook, I think, having him and having his skill set – it's going to be great going forward, but this this team is about passing. It's about passing the ball and having receivers. And granted, James Cook can do both, but my favorite pick is the fact that you got him at that value at that spot and the things he can do, not just on offense, but on special teams. Like, to me, that's that, that was the pick. When that pick came in, I didn't even know who I wanted at that spot. I was like, we're trading up for who? And then they said, Kalusha Kieran. I was like, He's still there. That's exactly what I thought. I forgot who the heck. I forgot he was on. I do like a. I cross everyone out. Forgot he was on the board. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I thought he was going late second, early third. He's still here. Yeah, that with that and the Calvin Austin pick. 
Because I was hurting. I was like, we don't have a fourth round pick. We lost. Yeah. We didn't get Leo Chanel. I was having a you know a conniption over here. You know, with that after that third round, you know, with Terrell um, Bernard being picked up, and I was like, ah, we had Leo Chanel still on the board. Why did we go that way? And then, you know, with that frustration, a whole round, nothing. And then they're like, Khalil Shakir. I'm like, nope. Oh, we just took him. Yeah, we just did that. So that's that's my guy. I, I love guy. love Cook, but. NFL better watch out. The Bills have acquired the ability to pin people now. I think that's what he but the no, just smite to smite, smite people. Oh wow, my eyes just you said pin? I don't know what I, I I skipped over. I was skimming to uh to smite people now with the addition of punt god Mataraza, the third punter off the board. We don't have to dive into the punter, but I didn't hate the pick, did not hate the pick. And I think Me either Cook will have a bigger impact than Shakir. I yeah. agree, and that is gonna go into my very offensive addition for the Bills. I'm going to stick with James Cook. Yes, I preach for that. Yeah, I preach for James Cook this whole offseason. I preach for a running back. I didn't want to go Brees Hall because I thought we had bigger needs earlier in the draft. But you already got Kyrie Lam. You got that corner that we've been screaming about for months. And then we had James Cook traded back twice, got additional picks. That helped us get Khalil Shakir. Hey, I'm not mad at it. And it's a, you know, it's a win-win. James Cook and Shakir, a little bit of a package, and I'm excited to see what they can do this year. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm stoked. I am really stoked for James Cook. I'm stoked to um do this live show every week. And I missed this one comment. Watch Syracuse origin orange defensive end Kingsley Jonathan make the roster. Sure, I'll I'll mark that down. I'm a Q's fan, so you know if huh. What are your thoughts on that? Is quickly. So, um, edge rusher, solid guy. I think that he could uh, end up unassing love from the practice squad. He's not going to make the team this year. Yeah, no. There's but no he, but, but but he he could make the practice squad, and they could end up being done with Mike Love. Yeah, it's like the Luke Tenuta thing. It's like the Raheem Blackshear practice squad guys. There, give, the give him a year or two, yeah. you know, on the practice squad, and then maybe he'll be the guy they bring up. He could be a guy that if like a and Epinesa or Boogie or Rousseau gets hurt, that they elevate him from the practice squad for a game to see what he's got. But yeah, I don't see him making the team, but I do see him making the practice squad. I completely agree. Is I appreciate you coming on the first edition of the Buffalo Blitz live show. And is where can everybody that built in Buffalo, everybody that was watching and listening, can find you? Sunday, 7 p.m., the Red Zone Report, right here on the Built in Buffalo YouTube channel on the Buffalo Bills, uh, Built in Buffalo uh, Facebook page. You can find me on my Facebook page. I, I, I tag it and put it on there uh, on Twitter at TFP Recon, as you see right here. Uh, also, uh, anytime that Built in Buffalo is on, you can count your lucky stars if I don't jump in and possibly, you know, hijack the show like I do for Brian. Where you at, Brian? Um, but no, it was it was an honor for you to have me as your first guest for your first show. Uh, it was honored that you chose me. Um, I appreciate yeah, I that. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. As guys, you guys can check out the Buffalo Blitz live show every Wednesday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. All on Built in Buffalo's network. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at DBSC Peter. I tag everything and I tweet stuff throughout the day about Built in Buffalo. So guys, 
make sure you guys check it out. And I believe, and I'm not the audio podcast of this will be coming out Friday morning. Like that was my usually thing for the last month and a half for Built in Buffalo, the Buffalo Blitz podcast. But now we have the Buffalo Blitz on Wednesdays, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. Is once again, I appreciate you coming on, man. Go Bills. Go Bills, guys. Make sure you guys check out Is and the Red Zone Report every Sunday on. And I agree, Daniel. Izzy was a great choice for first guest. Why do you think I made the decision to bring Izzy on? Guys, make sure you guys check out Izzy. I got Ben and Danny in here. I love them. (laughs) Red Zone Report on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Breaking Tables is coming to you tomorrow night at 7.30. Cinco de Mayo episode on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You guys do not want to miss that Cinco de Mayo episode. Breaking Tables, 7.30 tomorrow night. And yes, John and Jennifer. Woo. And you guys made a good team. I appreciate you guys. Everyone checking in next Wednesday. I'll see you guys next Wednesday on the Buffalo Blitz. You guys will see Izzy on Sunday. Breaking tables is tomorrow night at 730. Guys, go check that out. Until next time, this was the Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday starting at 8 p.m. Have a good rest of your night, and I'll see you guys in a week. Thank you. Go Bills.